Hi, welcome to JoyScore, offering tips and tools in health, fitness, and mindfulness. My name is Ellie Lund, and I will be your host today. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Karen Washburn. In preparation for her interview, I was reflecting upon how, as we evolve through the years, our bodies bear the weight of our choices, decisions, and experiences. After birthing two beautiful babies, both nearly 10 pounds, I searched for a practice that could re-engage my core and build back my strength and confidence. I was fortunate enough to find Pilates and the work of Karen Washburn. Karen specializes in classical Pilates and gyrotonics. Karen's master's in dance from UCLA, in addition to training with international experts in Pilates, informs her practice. A teacher-trainer of Power Pilates based in New York, Karen is the founder of Axis Classical Pilates and Gyrotonics in Southern California. She was a recent participant in a highly selective master's program titled The Work with Jay Grimes, one of the last people living to have worked with Joseph Pilates directly. Additionally, Karen has worked directly with Julio Harva, the creator of gyrotonics, as well as many preeminent experts in the method worldwide. My hope is that her understanding of this practice inspires you to explore how to build strength, balance, and flexibility to deepen your joy, longevity, and quality of life through movement. Now, without further ado, here's Karen Washburn. Hi, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Ellie. Oh, you're welcome. It's such a pleasure to hear you again. <laughs> so uh, I actually have a story with Karen. Karen has been my Pilates instructor for quite a while now. And um, I, I was in search of something to help me with um, my abs because I had given birth to two very large children. Uh, my first baby was nine and a half pounds and my second baby was ten and a half pounds <laughs> and if you can imagine I actually grew 12 dress sizes with that <laughs> so my tummy was pretty stretched and I was desperate to find something to help me feel better about myself but also to help me connect with my body and I found Pilates and very shortly after that, I found Karen, and she was such a game changer in my life. So I just want to share that with you. So uh, Karen, for our listeners, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your personal journey with Pilates. Sure, absolutely. Well, when I was in my early 20s dancing uh, full time, and I was just starting to get, some, I was starting to hit a wall physically, and some of my... Um, injuries that just kept reoccurring over and over again. I was getting frustrated. I was, you know, young, healthy, working out, doing strength training, swimming, you know, doing all sorts of things to try to condition my body to be able to you know, function to its best capacity. And I just started doing some independent research and um, I found, I came upon the Pilates method just by reading about it. And I was just so fascinated about this idea of creating a uniformly developed, balanced body. And I just thought this sounds so ideal for me. It was like, you know, just the whole philosophy of 
balancing out your own body and you empowering yourself by doing it yourself versus going to physical therapy and you know chiropractic. I just wanted to do my own thing for myself. And that was the beginning of my journey. I started studying while I was a graduate student at UCLA. And I instantly felt the results in my body and they were evident in my the ability to balance my ability to turn my ability to, you know, do all my floor work and my dancing. I, I felt literally an immediate result. And I thought, wow, this is, this is phenomenal. And so I devoted myself to, to studying the method for myself. And then as I was you know getting towards the end of my dance career, thinking about a career path for myself, I was planning on teaching dance, um, full time. But then as I got more knowledge of the Pilates method, I thought this is something that I really want to share with everyone, not just dancers, but every possible person that I can, because it's been such a um, empowering and, um, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually gratifying practice for myself. Just want to spread it to as many people as I possibly can. And that was my the beginning of my Pilates, full-time Pilates teaching journey, which I've been teaching now for over 20 years, full-time. So my primary sort yeah. of, um, my primary career. So yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's really how I, my, it was my own personal journey that inspired me to want to do it and share it with everyone. So, yeah. And I was one of those lucky people. <laughs> well, I remember when we met, I, I remember when we met and you and I forgot to say, Ellie, when you were talking about having these huge babies, I mean, you were a tiny person. So I think <laughs> the listeners need to know that you are, you know, a very petite body. And the fact that you that your body transformed when you had your children um, is just, you know, and that you've been able to recover some of your connection to your core and strength through Pilates is, um, it's so valuable. And it's something that I think women, especially when we go through that change, um, need to know that this is essential to becoming, to, to get back into your full strength after bearing children. It is possible to come back. It is possible to find that strength again. Super important. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of my first interactions with you is actually at the gym and you were teaching a mat class. So by this time I had not even experimented at all with the Pilates reformer or any of the equipment. I was only exposed to the mat class, which was quite challenging. And um, you had mentioned uh, previously that mat work is a cornerstone of Pilates. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could expand on that. Absolutely. Well, I think there's a lot of um, in the way that the industry has evolved, we've gotten away from the original work a lot. Um, it's just, it's taken so many um, directions Pilates has, but essentially Joseph Pilates started his system. He created his mat exercises. So he wrote a book called Return to Life Through Contrology. It's um, a very interesting work. Um, and then in that, he made two books, the Return to Life Through Contrology and Your Health. And I recommend that all people who do Pilates, you should definitely pick up this book because in it, he illustrates his mat work and there's pictures of him doing all the exercises. And he really strongly believed that if you do this work every day, that you will find this, you will be able to create a uniformly balanced body with strengths and stretching and 
building your stamina. But what happens is that mat work is very, very challenging, as you know, Ellie, from the work we did mm-hmm. at the gym. And I found this teaching my community class at the gym for many years is that people hit a wall because the exercises are so challenging and it's so hard when you don't have any support or resistance to work against except your own body and gravity and that was really mm-hmm. how joe pilates invented his equipment was to help people master the mat work so the mat work is probably the most basic and foundational work but it's also the most when you come into a fully equipped classical pilates studio we have a range of different equipment that joseph pilates created to assist you to find your opposition in your body. Because in Pilates, we find strength through opposition and contrast. We call it the two-way stretch. So how do you get a strong core? It's by reaching in two directions and deepening in the center. So the way I kind of think about it is when you're making your bed in the morning, you have to pull the corners of the bedspread over the edge of the bed to have a taut center, else it's all wrinkled and bunched up in the middle, right? So we need to stretch you and then you learn how to use your core to stay connected. And that's how, but it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of proprioception and understanding in your body to be able to find that. It sounds easy. It sounds simple, but it's not easy (laughs) to do. And so the equipment will help you refine the mat work. So the way that Joseph Pilates envisioned everyone doing Pilates was that your mat work is what you did at home every day. When you're not in the studio, you come to the Pilates studio to refine your understanding of how to do the mat work. You work against spring resistance. You learn how to create stretch in your body and strength to support those elongated lines in your body. That's what creates this long, lengthened, strong, flexible body, which is what we're going for in Pilates. It's everybody's body. And I want to say quickly, too, that Pilates is for everybody everybody short tall dancer cash potato athlete non-athlete postpartum you know cancer survivor you know quadriplegic blind person like everyone can do pilates you do not have to be you know you don't have to look any particular way i think that's really important for people to understand um it's we want our bodies to function to their optimum level. When you feel good in your body, when you can move your body in all directions capable to you, you will, you will feel better. You will feel confident and that radiates outward in a person. So I think it's important to realize that that's what we're going for. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also found that because it, it took me a while to actually get into the studio. I had been working with the Pilates method on the, on the mat for yeah. a while with Karen. And when I went into the studio, I was almost aghast at the, like, the relationship between me and the equipment. Mm-hmm. It was like there was another being that I was being <laughs> in relationship okay. with that made me discover parts of, the, of my body that I wasn't even aware of. Because... I had not had any interplay or interaction with these parts of the body, but something about those springs and the leather straps and the movement, it's like a science of physics that changed, that embodied myself. I I just felt like a whole new person. 
I agree. I think that people, um, it's important to realize that there, it's so important to at least experience that, Ellie. I think that, again, I want to say, reiterating that Pilates is for everybody. I want people to feel very inclusive in it because I think there's this um, idea that, you know, Pilates is, it is any sort of training, whether you're learning a musical instrument or, you know, or learning a trade, there's always, it, it costs money to learn a method. You have to pay money to get private training if you want deeper understanding. But everybody has access to this mat work. But when you come into the studio, I highly recommend it for anyone, even if they're just going to do a few sessions in the studio and then practice their mat work continuously, whenever you can, come into the studio, feel that experience of working the springs. And also you have to remember, Ellie, that in equipment, there's a mat behind you. Do you remember that? Like when you're working the baby armchair, yeah. when you're working the reformer, the Cadillac, the high chair, we, with the, when you put a mat behind yourself and then reach out into a spring, you are finding your core because you're anchored up against something. Do you know what I mean? And that opposition is what helps you to find your core. And that's really important to, to realize that when we do our mat work, we're lying on our backs, you know, the, the floor and gravity are helping you find that. But we function in so many different planes of movement in the, throughout the day. And the studio is meant to give you that relationship, explain it to you physically in every orientation, on your back, on your stomach, seated upright, standing, kneeling, you know, wherever you are in space, you want to feel how do you connect maximally into your center and then reach up from there. And that's how the method can be really transformational um, in -hmm. terms of how you're connecting into your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the word core, uh, I was mystified by the word core babies. I couldn't even feel my belly button. And I remember you saying, kind of make your belly button reach the back of your spine. And I'm like, yeah. I know, right? it's so elusive at first. <laughs> right. And so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what the core yeah. entails. I mean, we, we use that word very yeah. commonly in, in no. language and on, you know, different social media, but do we really understand what it's all of those pieces are that involve so the core? Well, there's so many, um, you know, people use it in different ways, but in Pilates, um, I think I told you this last time we spoke is that Joseph Pilates had this quote that I think is very important to remember, which is you are only as old as your spine is flexible. So if you are a, you know, 12 year old girl or boy and can't reach for your toes or move your spine, it's like you have, you're, it's like you're 80 years old, but if you're 85 years old and you can move your spine like a child, then you're young. So the spine is the cornerstone of Pilates because the spine is the core of your body. When you think of an apple core, like the core and apple, the center where the seeds are, that's the core. And that in, in Pilates, we are addressing how your spine moves. And if you can move your spine well and really engage all the muscles around your spine, that is what we think of as a strong core. And especially the hardest place to connect, of course, is the midsection of the body. Because if you think about it, that's the, bit, the largest space where there's, if you think of your hips, your hip bones and your rib cage, that space between there is the easiest to lose your connections. A, childbirth, but B, just all of our organs are there and there's no bony encasements except for the backbones there, right? 
So we have to really learn how to find those muscles around the midsection to hold up your spine in that area. If you can find how to pull your abdominals and back muscles toward your spine and elongate yourself, you will be in really good, really good place to keep your body healthy and strong for a lifetime, whether you be, you know, I work with people of all ages, kids and elderly and everyone in between. And I never, I'm always amazed at how my elderly move like children. And sometimes I get a kid in here who's <laughs> so tight and so disconnected. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got to get this person moving. Um, you know, they've got, and it, it's, it's so empowering for people of all ages to connect to their core, meaning learning how to move your spine in all directions through space in a connected way. Um, your limbs radiate, radiate out from that spine. So another useful image might be this idea of the box of your body. Do you remember that one, Ellie, where we think about mm -hmm. your, your body, your torso is a, like a rectangle, like a box. Your limbs, your arms and legs connect into that box, but it's the box of your body, your torso that has to be strong. And then you have to learn to move your limbs from a strong connected torso or else you're quote unquote disconnected not connected to your core and you're not going to even if like like an example of that would be like the traditional you know person who's working out in the gym who's like doing their biceps and their squats but their stomach is hanging out do you know what i mean and they're just like they're the people that come into me and they're like why is my no matter how hard i work i have these this gut hanging out and my stomach you know i can't get my my well, you're not you're not going from the right direction you're going from the outside in you have to work from the inside out you have to find the connection of your abdominals and that supports your arms and legs. And then you're going to be changing. It's a game changer. You're going to be working from the inside out, not from the outside in. So that kind of helps me understand why after Pilates, I was able to go down the stairs in a better way. Yes. So um, before I visited Karen, I was, I couldn't go down the stairs forward. Like I had to walk sideways so that I can go down the stairs because for some reason my knees weren't working well or something. And I would have never thought that working on my core was going to affect that, my That is such an interesting, well, you know what I think my theory about that, Ellie, is that you were so disconnected after the births of the, the big baby is that walking straight down the stairs, like that requires a lot of abdominal strength because if you don't have your stomach working when you're going downward in space, you will feel like you're going to fall. You would literally feel like you're going to yes. just topple forward because that your, right. your center, your torso has to be supporting the downward action of your legs. Yeah, totally. And so walking to the side helped you feel a little more secure, but thank goodness mm -hmm. you found this method now when you're young, do you know what I mean? Like things mm -hmm. are not going to get better as you get older. You have to keep doing this work. You know, I have clients that are in their seventies and their, their number one goal is to be able to get down on the floor and play with their grandchildren, you know? And, yes. and that's a huge, that's a huge, like we want to think about um, our quality of life, right? And moving well is, I think in my own mind, the number one prerequisite to having a high quality of life. If you can't move through space, I don't care how much money you have or how good you look, you will not be living a full life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, 
totally. Absolutely. It's just the range of movement just provides so many Absolutely. possibilities. Absolutely. It does. I think that's such a great way of thinking about it. It provides all of these possibilities in life, mm-hmm. meaning you're not limiting yourself. If you can get down and up off the floor well in your 70s and 80s and move around with ease and feel confident in your body, you are going to be living a rich life in your old, older life. You know, we take it for granted when we're young. Yes. And as I live longer, I am definitely (laughs) thinking about those things. You know, one of the things that really helped me as a client was uh, tuning into your imagery, Mm. which was really powerful. And I was wondering if you could tell us about imagery and how it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, um, it's a really good question because we have in classical bodies, especially we, I always teach my teachers because I am I'm an instructor trainer also for Pilates through for power Pilates through New York city. And we do, we tell our teachers do not talk in anatomical terms to your students. Meaning if I talk about the anatomy of the body and that's not to say I don't value anatomy. I highly value the study of anatomy. I'm a total anatomy nerd on my, in my free time, I take anatomy classes. I study, you know, anatomy books, but when we are teaching and moving through a workout, it doesn't help your brain. We're trying to get in touch with your, the animal side of your brain when you're working out, meaning you are trying to move through space, like envision a tiger running through the forest or a horse galloping and jump, you know, going fast. We want to get into that part of your brain. So by using imagery, you can access that much better. Um, and I think I mentioned to you, Ellie, there's one of the most pow- great books that I've ever read that helps with that is by Eric Franklin. He wrote a book and I read it many years ago, actually, when I was studying dance, because in dance, it's the same thing. And that's kind of where I draw. I'm very strong about this when I'm teaching. Um, we want to conjure up images that allow your body to find an emotional state more rapidly. If you go into the intellectual side of your brain, you'll be analyzing and actually cutting off from that deeper emotional movement center of your brain. So you want to use imagery um, of how, how to make it most effective to connect into your abdominals. And remember how we talked about with the spine, you were like, pull your belly button into your back. Like what? But we want to move the spine with the abdominal muscles. So remember the image of when you're doing the roll up, for example, one of the most basic exercises, it's that you're imagine that your spine is a pearl necklace and you want to press every bone down into the mat as you roll up off of the mat. That's one image. That's a lot more um, clear when you're moving through space. Like oh, every time that I, when I'm moving my spine down into that, I want to move, put every bone into the mat, like a pearl versus saying, okay, contract your transverse abdominis and um, activate your internal obliques. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, it's like kind of contrasting those two, the imagery versus the anatomical explanation. Not that we don't care about it, but that it's much more powerful in terms of getting a movement out of your body. Does that make sense? Like, and that's, totally. and it's so effective when it comes to moving through space. I found it in dance and I find it in Pilates. Like you want to have these images and the images you can conjure them. It's almost like you create like a dream state in your mind and then you can do it, you know? 
um, you know, another one is like when you're doing the long stretch on the reformer, it was this like a plank position. And it's like one of the cues that Romana, one of Joe's protégés used to always say is like a piece of steel from your head to your heels. Like that makes your body nice and strong and have a lot of integrity, you know, versus, you know, me using some anatomical term, like, I don't know. I don't even know. I can't even think. I don't. It's been so long since I've even, you know, I just, I, the imagery really speaks to me and it speaks to my students. And I know that it's very effective in terms of creating the strength and the length in the body. So imagery is super important. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I also feel it gives us, um, it tricks us into possibility because when, if I were to look at uh, another trainer at the studio, would want me to do a back bend and I would be like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Right. But if when he started talking about the swan and reaching back and trying to touch something or tree or going up and down a tree, and all of a sudden my brain is doing things that I wouldn't even thought totally. it could do. And that's the equipment too, Ellie. The equipment supporting you. Like if you're thinking of doing the back bends over the barrel, like I know so yes. many of my clients, you know, if you don't come from a gymnastics background, you're, it's foreign to be doing a back bend over the barrel or, you know, a swan where you're like reaching up and back. But Pilates in like, if you have all these tools of the equipment, you will be amazed at what you can do. I mean, this equipment supports you. It teaches you. It helps you build your confidence so that you can do things you never thought possible in your body. And that's super empowering for people. Very, very, um, it's, it's joyful. You know, it really, uh, it's empowering. It's, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when you're a kid or you take your kids to the park and they're just playing and running around on the equipment and there's just this joyfulness of seeing them explore their bodies and empower, empower themselves. And the first time they go across the bars or the first time they slide down the slide and they're just like squealing with joy. Like, that's what can happen in the studio as adults, you know, or even, you know, children too. Children love to do Pilates too. But I think that we have to remember that moving is joyful and that's, that has to be part of the workout. You know, workouts do not have to be drudgery. Workouts can be exciting. They can be um, centering. They can be so many things, but first and foremost, you should feel empowered and joyful when you walk out of the Pilates studio, you know, ready, ready for yeah. the light, ready for whatever is coming your way that day, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because it's almost addicting. Oh, it's, it is. <laughs> I feel like there's a certain euphoric kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's a rise in dopamines or oxytocin. I don't know what it is, but I do realize that there's a combination. I because I had studied psychology, I'm always thinking about what is yeah. going on right now in my yeah. mind that is making me so addicted <laughs> to this method and to that machine. Because you would think, why would I have a relationship with a machine? Mm -hmm. But the first thing you want to do is like go straight to the reformer, forget the mat. Yes, just I know. The I know. Well, because I think it's because it's more. There is more there. It's like. You're, there's more interaction available to you on that piece of equipment. Do you know what I mean? Versus just a straight up mat, which is great, you know, but the, when you have more points of contact to a piece of equipment, it's more exciting because your feet are supported by the foot bar. Your hands are in the straps, you know, you can put the box on and lie on top of it and use your straps. And then do you know, like, so there's a lot of possibilities in terms of contact with 
the equipment and that's why it's exciting. And I think that it's giving you feedback. I mean, it's like when you're in a conversation with someone, it's a lot more interesting when someone's giving you more feedback, right? Versus just not that someone who's more silent is any less valuable, but some days you need more feedback. <laughs> you need more interaction, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a sense of discovery that uh, I had when I first started working on, on the reformer of what is it that my body is able to do? Mm-hmm. Like if I were given certain cues, I would try to to do that and not even know that I could. Yes. But each cue was more specific and it was um, created a larger range of movement in me and also in strength. Yeah. It was strange because typically we, we might be thinking as we're working out, I'm trying to stretch and have more flexibility but with this it was like it's movement and strength and balance all at the same time right and so my brain is almost having a short circuit because i'm like well that's a really good point i mean i think that that's also part of the journey of pilates that you you start just with like feeling these feelings in your body and you're like what is going on and then every time you do it and repeat it there's a new layer like the an image is like the onion skin peeling back. Do you know what I mean? Like we talk mm-hmm. about that sometimes in our understanding of the method. You know, how many times have you been on the reformer alley? Like hundreds of times. But every time you come on to it, it's a new begin a new feeling. Your body's different every day. So you're going to get a different experience and you're going to find a new connection. You're going to make another discovery in your body. It's never ending, you know? It's, Mm -hmm. it's a constant, it's, there's, there's, there's these two things happening. It's the same, but that it's different every day. And that's the process of, of Pilates, of strength of finding more deeper layers of strength and understanding in your body as it changes. And as you get more and more refined with the method. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also strengthened by the idea of having a relationship with the instructor. So not only am I working with the equipment, but also with your cues or Chris, Chris's cues, or yeah. I didn't get to meet all of the other instructors, but um, that also kind of like builds the possibilities and you, you feel supported not only by the equipment, but by the relationship that you have with that person who believes in you and your potential and your strength and your capabilities so true. It's just such that all of these things are so um, interwoven into the process of learning this method, because it really is a, it's a tradition. It's a, it's a physical tradition. It's an oral tradition. It's passed down from Joe Pilates to Jay, one of my teachers to us. You know what I mean? It's like one to the next. It's a tradition that's passed and I'm passing it on to you. And you're passing it on to all your listeners. You know, I mean, this is a, it's an adult experience, like any tradition, you know? And I think because you're attuned to that as an artist and as an educator, you, you see the process, all the layers there, you know, there's, it's, there's so many, there's so much depth and richness to that. And that is like, how else are you going to learn something? You have to, there's so many ways of learning, you know, and being in the studio with instructors that you know and trust can really allow you to find to hit new levels of of um you know heights in your pilates practice for sure Mm -hmm. i totally agree and i just want to 
talk a little bit about memory because I found that Pilates really challenged not only my body, um, my physiology, um, my brain. It really, it really challenged my memory because you have to remember sequence of exercises right because in classical Pilates I guess there's a certain sequence that you need to follow that is so true right I would have Mm -hmm. my cheat sheet my very own special cheat sheet where I would well I think (laughs) it's important yeah I want to talk about that absolutely because that is something special that we offer at Axis because and I learned it from my teacher Jay and that goes back to the history of Pilates you know we're very at Axis we're really trying to stay as true to original Pilates as possible. And that's how, when you read books about how it was in Joe's studio, it was, you got five private lessons with Joe, <laughs> he'd teach you the basics, and then you'd come into the studio and work yourself out. You do the mat work, you do the reformer, because like you said, there's an order and you'd be expected to remember. You'd have to use your mind and your body versus Traditionally, you know, these days people go to classes and it's kind of like a quote unquote do me mentality where the teacher's telling you what to do and you don't use your own memory and mind. Do you know what I mean? So right. the whole idea of using, empowering yourself, like <laughs> you'd come in, Ellie, I'd be like, okay, what's next, Ellie? What's next? What's next? Like you have to know what's next. Do you know what I mean? For right. someone always telling you. Right. And that is, it's challenging, right? You have to really be using all your entire being of mind and body. And I think that's been lost a lot these days in current, you know, models of fitness where you go in and the instructor tells you what to do and you're tuning out and just following. But versus in a Pilates practice, you have to actually get to that level of self-knowledge, understanding of your own body, how the equipment is, the order of the exercises and really be in charge of yourself. And I think we talked a little bit in our last conversation about the, how Pilates demands, we, you know, we've heard this taught this idea of mind body exercise, you know, the idea of mind and body working together versus meaning like a cognitive and cognitively complex exercise method versus, and not to downgrade it, but like when you, put your um, iPod or your pods in and you go for a run, you know, you're running on a treadmill or watching TV while you're running on a treadmill. You're not, you're not having to use your brain the same way that you're, you are on the reformer when you're performing the reformer exercises. I'm in the room, but you're doing, you're going through your workout, like in the access class. You know what I mean? Like cognitively complex exercise has been studied the great recent recent research on the brain shows that that kind of use of your mind and body lays down new neuropathways in your brain and keeps your brain young and healthy so that you keep it growing and learning versus you know as we age losing that capacity in our brain and it's very stimulating, very stimulating. So you know how you were saying that you're feeling these dopamine rushes and just like addictive and just like all those good things that come with demanding that of your mind and body. Our body was designed to move. <laughs> it was our brain evolved to be out. You know, we aren't out in the wild scaring tigers these days, you know, but that's our brain evolved to be out in nature, you know, 
surviving in the wilderness. And now we're just in our houses doing Zooms all day, you know, but our bodies, we still need that kind of stimulation, mind and body, using your brain, using your body to accomplish tasks and goals. And that's really what Joseph Pilates meant when he, when he, when he created the method, he basically saw it as the answer, the antidote to, you know, our life, our urban lifestyles. Like how do we keep our mind and body sane and evolving and growing and feeling balanced in an urban environment like New York City? Well, if you do, he's like, if you do my method, you're going to feel the feeling, you're going to get what you need physically, mentally, you know, and it will satisfy you, you know, emotionally, it will be a balance for your body, way to balance out your Mm -hmm. body. Yeah. You know, I think about Pilates as playing the piano. So after studying psychology, I wanted to work specifically in the area of memory and not losing memory. Memory has always been very important to me. And so I started taking piano lessons to kind of work both on my left and right hemisphere of the brain. And having to translate musical notes into these keys was very much like translating the cues that my Pilates teacher was using on the equipment. And so it created not only a sense of novelty, but of right and left kind of integration, which is what we do with piano. And it helps helps with the uh, myelin in the brain and um, helps produce the dendrites that you're talking about so that they're constantly branching out and then the neuron firing, you know, so that you're fresh. Because even though we would like, let's say practice the same skill set that I had the previous week, I added on a new level mm-hmm. every time I okay. went to the Pilates studio. So that novelty kind of like engaged my brain and whenever my brain's engaged, I feel younger. You know, my my dad right now is actually 81 years old and his brain is so intact. He can recite poetry, he can analyze the news and all these things because he's constantly feeding him new information. You see it very firsthand. That's exactly right. Like if you keep all of your facilities, you know, fresh, you are, you know, you're doing so many benefits to, for your mind and body. You know, the mind and the body are one, you know, we separate them, you know, but we, our bodies are integrated. Our brain and our body are all integrated. So the more we stimulate that connection, you know, piano playing, um, instrument playing, art, you know, visual art, dancing, Pilates, these things are cognitively complex neurological activities that require your brain and body to completely integrate. And like you were saying, working your book, working both sides of the body, you have to integrate and challenge our, you know, our, we need that kind of challenge to feel alive and to keep everything, you know, at its tip top condition. Mm-hmm. And Pilates is always about that. We're balancing out the sides of the body the equipment help you to find that. And you're really trying to challenge yourself to your maximum um, mm-hmm. on that level. Totally. I wanted to talk uh, one last point about, you mentioned Zoom. Yes. And when COVID hit and everything changed, obviously we were you know, following the rules for whatever governor was saying. But one of the things that I realized is that I was Zooming uh, six to eight hours a day. Uh-huh. So I went yes. from a 
pretty active life working yeah. walking campuses and interacting with students and doing my regular computer work to eight hours, 10 hours at the computer. Mm-hmm. And something happened to my body that I didn't even know happened. Cause when I tried doing my Pilates class, very like the mat one virtually, I felt very ill and I didn't know why. Yeah. But what happened was that I went through six weeks of not moving at all. Wow. And it's not necessarily muscular atrophy, but what happened was that my body became very, de- uh, what is it called? Debilitated mm-hmm. in a way. And having, because Pilates is rigorous, you know, once you start really working with it. It really is. And yeah. going from a baseline of zero for <laughs> six weeks to, right? So yes. Just the importance of moving every day, every moment, even if it's like five minutes that you can get away from the computer. Um, no, it's so true. I mean, I myself, you know, chose this career path because I, like you, enjoy interacting with people and being face-to-face in my studio with my clients. And when the shutdown hit and everything became Zoom-oriented, I truly felt, I, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm just sitting here. I mean, I was still able to move my clients, you know, virtually. They, they are on the other side of the screen doing their workouts. And I felt really good about that. But myself as a as an active individual, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get back to actual real life <laughs> where we are yeah. moving. Cause I am used to being on my feet all day long and moving around all day yes. long. So I hear you. I know, I know about that, that, and that's so important too. We need to move as much as possible, period. Like that is, and, and life these days has made us really kind of hibernate in a sense, you know, COVID has been a big lockdown hibernation situation, but we, um, you know, as, as we can, you know, get into our bodies more and keep ourselves ready for, you know, soon to come changes where we will be back to normal. We have to, you know, but I hear you. It's like, it's so true about what if it's a little goes a long way. If you're not moving for so long and then you get back into it, you're going to shock the system. No doubt about it. Yes. You are, you're, yes. That's you're going to like. shock that system and you have to start, you have to honor that, you know, that is, and you're, remember with Pilates, you're moving yourself around in every single direction. So your equilibrium will be challenged and thrown off. Like you have to, you have yeah. to ease back in. Totally. That's such good advice. <laughs> Hey, Karen. So can you tell us a little bit about how our listeners can contact you? What's your yes, contact yes. So, so we are located, well, currently um, we are still in closures, but soon enough, I'm hoping with vaccines and, and whatnot, we can um, open. But we're still open for virtual lessons. Um, Access Classical Pilates and Gyrotonic. We are at 5520 East 2nd Street, Suite C in Long Beach, Um and my website is axis, A-X-I-S-L-B-C, like Long Beach City, dot com. And you can go to my website and read about um, our methodology, our approach, our mission, and you can contact me. Um, all my contact information is there and um, would definitely love to spread this amazing work to any interested people that I would like to delve into it. Yes. Thank you so much, Karen. And I will be sure to add those to the show notes as well as the books that you referred to today. Wonderful. Uh, 
Yes. So thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. I hope to see you soon. I hope so too. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, I hope you enjoyed our talk with Karen Washburn. I have included her contact information in the show notes, as well as a more detailed description of her repertoire and experiences. I've also included um, several hashtags that will help explore the areas of Pilates on Instagram. Um, If you have enjoyed uh, this podcast and haven't done so already, I encourage you to subscribe and would appreciate if you would rate and um, review our uh, podcast. That would be awesome. And I just hope that this uh, day for you begins with a greater sense of joy and want to deeply appreciate your listen today. Thank you for listening to Joyscore.